our God. He is alive. Amen. Church, say amen. amen. It is good to be in the house of God. Thank you so much for coming out today. We realize this is a holiday weekend, Labor Day, but we've been so blessed to have such a wonderful turnout this morning. Amen. We have those who are members of this congregation who are out traveling in a way, but yet still we are commanded to worship. We are commanded to come together and worship God. And I don't know about you, but Sunday, Sundays are days I look forward to. Sundays are days I look forward to. Just imagine you get to heaven, if I could put it this way, every day will be Sunday. Every day would just be a glorious day of praising God and singing and just a place, no more dying, no more crying, no more tears, no pain. Amen. You know, when you come to the assembly to worship God, you, you can't bring your troubles up in here. Amen. God needs your attention. Amen. You can't bring what you're planning on doing tomorrow up in right. here. Right now. God needs your attention now. Amen. God needs you to pay attention and to be fully given over to him in your worship so that it can prove to be acceptable unto him. And we hope and pray that you will cast whatever it is that may be trying to press upon you, to distract you, to keep you from singing, to keep you from praying, to keep you from listening. To keep you from giving. To keep you from communing. Whatever it is, I'm hoping and praying that you will not allow it to distract you in your worship to God today. And the reason why it is so important, because God is worthy. He deserves so much. He deserves every bit of what we can muster up because he is God. And when you stop and consider all what he has done for us, you would have to agree if there's an honest bone in your body. He's deserving. He's worthy of all of the praise. My lesson this morning, and, and, and I've I, I got so many things I need to throw out today, and uh, one in particular, which I will address a little bit later, is inside the bulletin about a gift match challenge. I don't know if some of you read that or not. Some of you may have just gotten the bulletin and done what you normally do, fold it up, stick it in your Bible, and use it for a cup holder or a coaster when you get home. I don't know, but there's some great things going on yeah. on yeah. the growth. Yeah. And God has been good. God continues to be good. Man. And I just have no question or doubt in my mind, God shall continue to bless us as long as we strive and we are obedient unto his commandments. Amen? Man. But first things first, no excuse to miss worship. No excuse to miss worship. The Hebrew writer writes in Hebrews 10 that you know what, we we should 
we should look forward to. There's a purpose, a, a design, a need for us to come to worship. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. Then he goes on to say, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know, when you come to worship, when you come to the assembly, when you come to this place, you have the opportunity to do that. You have not only just the opportunity to be encouraged, to be exhorted, but you also have the opportunity to exhort somebody. Amen. Amen, somebody. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as we see, as ye see, the day approaching. The church, as I always like to refer to, is a major hospital. I, I don't get upset when people come, if I could use the term, Church, I know we are the church. The building is not the church. This is the meeting place for the collective members that make up the church. But I'm just using it as a term figuratively. I don't have a problem when a person come to the church whose life is is in chaos, in array. Their their, their business is raggedy as sauerkraut. You know what? They need to be here. The church is the place where they need to be. I don't have a problem when a person has allowed the world to beat them down and have just shown no mercy and they're looking for restoration. They're looking for help. They're looking to find hope. I don't have a problem when a person come up in here. What better place to show up at than the church? Yes, sir. Because we read right here in the church is the place where you should be able to find some exhortation. In the church is the place where you should find some encouragement. In the church you should be able to find a bunch of folks who may not be in the same condition that you are now but once upon a time we all were. Your problem may not have been cracked. Your problem may not have been met. Your problem may not have been sex. Your problem may not have been alcohol. But you had a problem. It all, it all bounds up and, and comes to one simple word. Sin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all at one point in time in our life. We had a sin problem. That's right. And that's the beauty of the church. That God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. And that savior, that sacrifice who laid down his life for us. Not because of his sins but because of our sins. It is through him that we have reconciliation. It is through him that now we can approach God. Who at one time we were separated from God. Enemies. Alienated. Yeah. 
Ephesians chapter 2. But now look at what God has done yeah. through the love that he had for sinner men. Amen. That he would use his only begotten son. That now we can approach him. We can pray unto him. We can have without any question or doubt in our mind that he hears our prayers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of the church. Man. The church is not the place you run from. The church is the place all men and women need to run to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's like having a major infection. Or having a terminal disease and you say, I don't want to go to the hospital. Uh, I don't want any help. Well, your help is not at home. Man. You need to run to where the help is. Yes, sir. And folks, men everywhere need to come to the church. Man, man. I didn't say a church. Come on now. Men everywhere need to come to the church. Yeah, yeah, man. Ephesians 4 and 4 the Bible said there's one body. Yeah. It's a reason why it's, it stipulates there's only one body. Because that one body is the church. Yes, I'm not saying to be saved everybody all over the world has to come to Locust Grove, Georgia. All right, that would be a great thing. But I'm saying simply everybody must abide in accordance to that one doctrine, that system of faith that God has outlined, that Jesus has commanded it, the apostles that have charged and taught. Yeah. Any church won't do. Amen. Because the Bible said there's only one. Yes, sir. One body. One body. And Colossians 1.18 said that one body is the church. So I would not be overstepping the boundaries of the scripture to say there's only one church. Amen. And there's no debate or argument. People want to argue about who church is right and what church is wrong. Let me tell you, the truth is the truth. Amen. It's, not a, it's not a matter about what church is right and what church is wrong. The truth is right. Amen. And if you abide in the truth, you will abide in the one church. Amen. Yes, sir. You're not going to be a part of a denomination and abide in the truth. Yes, Let me give you a perfect example. If you're not observing the Lord's Supper every first day of the week, you're not abiding in the truth. Amen. Well, if you're not abiding in the truth, that can't be the one church. Amen. Well, if you're using mechanical instruments of music in your worship to get your quote-unquote praise on, Come on now. you're not abiding in the truth as in accordance to the New Testament as far as how we are commanded to worship. Amen. Well, if you're not abiding in the truth, you can't be abiding in the one church. Amen. Because the one church is established upon truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's important for us to come to church. It's important for us to make sure church is a high priority Man. in our lives. Yeah. Let me read the outline in, in the bulletin. It says each Christian needs to know that the church assembly on Sunday must be the one thing the rest of our week revolves around. Did you hear that? Right now. 
Everything else needs to revolve. You know what? Let's forget about Monday. Yeah. And I'm serious about this. Right now. The NFL should not supersede worship. Amen. Amen. Did you all hear me? I, I like football. I like watching football too. Yeah. But I love God more. That's right. Amen. Nothing should supersede worshiping God. Amen. When the Christian plans out their calendar for the week, worshiping God, worshiping God with the church on Sunday must be the first thing that gets pinned in. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. And nothing short of an emergency or of sickness should be allowed to move it. All right now. That, that includes your, your cousin calling. Come on. Usually on Sunday morning with mess. Yeah. To try to distract you. That's how the devil works, folks. Yeah. Folks want to call you. You get ready for worship and they want to call you with talking about somebody died. Well, you could have told me that after I got back from worship. Amen. Because they're still going to be dead. Yes, sir. Well, I just wanted you to know that that's like how some folks come to the pole preacher. Yeah. Knowing the pole preacher got to get up, do a lesson, yeah. and Jerry, they'll come up to you and say something crazy. You know who it is. Now here I am trying to focus on my lesson, and you want to come up and say something crazy. Come up. I thank God, Bobby, I've grown a lot. Right. Yeah. And I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know who it is. Yes, Why would you want to tell somebody or bring something to somebody when you know, well, maybe you don't know how critical and how important worship is. Why would you want to bring something into the assembly and share it with somebody that it can distract them in the worshiping of God? We worship a holy God. Yes, sir. We worship a jealous God. Yeah. And when we come here, this isn't just something we do to pass the time. Come on now. We worship because the Lord seeketh those yeah. Yeah. to worship Him yeah. in such a way. Yeah. He even went on vacation. Finding a congregation and worshiping with them must be prioritized. Yes, you going on vacation make no exception to override and ignore God. Right. Amen. Lord, bless us. Keep us safe on the road. Bless the pilot that this plane don't crash. Yeah. But come Sunday, I ain't worshiping nowhere. That's, that's basically what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, this is my week or two that I'm going to enjoy myself. This is my time. Last time I checked, you don't own anything. Amen. You didn't even wake you up. That's right. So how can you claim time for something you don't even own? Amen. The fact that we're here right now, we're on God's time. Yeah. You didn't wake you up, God did. Amen. I want to share quickly three reasons why 
you need to come to church. God deserves it, number one. He deserves it. Read the Psalms and see the way praise pours out of David and the other psalmists. Our reliance on God should be so constant and so prominent in our lives that gathering with our family to worship Him the one day a week He's asked for it is something we can't help but to do. We should be thrilled. We should be excited about it. But see, I've come to learn our children aren't even excited about coming to church anymore because they don't see any zeal or excitement in the parents. Man, I remember growing up as a little boy, I looked forward to Sunday. Yeah, I look forward to just seeing some other kids I didn't get to see during the week and everything, but as time progressed, I looked even more to it because I understood. Man, this is something important to God. It's important to God and it also became important to me. So we wonder why as our children grow older, they might graduate from high school and then all of a sudden they don't care about church anymore. How much damage have we done to them while growing up that they didn't see the zeal. They didn't see the purpose in our lives as parents coming together to encourage someone, to exhort someone. They didn't see the light. They didn't see the fire in us. Well, hey, if all I'm going to hear when I leave here after worship is criticism and tearing down, why should I continue to come when I have the choice and the freedom to come or not? We as parents, we need to consider. We need to be very careful about our teaching. See, just you showing up doesn't necessarily mean anything. Because if you showed up with the wrong intentions, you came with the wrong spirit, your children know that. Your children know who you're going to cook and who you're going to fry after worship. And they listen. We need to be here because God deserves it. Number two, we prioritize what's important. Yeah. When we're not here consistently, what we are telling God, you are not a number one priority in my life. Now, you can, you can, you can debate that and argue all you want to. But what you show is what you are proving. When you're inconsistent and you're not here regularly, you are telling God there are other things that are more important or I see that I need to do and I could give that to you later. Mm-hmm. Nobody spends Monday absent from work and explains it away by telling their boss, I was tired from a long weekend. Huh. I used to have workers 
They'll come in on Monday and say, I sure didn't want to come in today. I say, you didn't have to. As a matter of fact, you don't have to come Tuesday. You don't have to come Wednesday. But you better bring a doctor's statement after Wednesday. And if I don't hear something from you by Wednesday, look for the mailman to deliver something to you. Yeah. A certified letter. Because somebody waiting on your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't go to the boss and, and drag out, talk about, oh, I had a long weekend, this and that. Why you want to bring that to the church? Come on now. Come on now. Nobody has to be forced to wake up at 4 a.m. For their vacation or hunting excursion. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yet, if something in life was going to have was going to have to take a back seat to give more time and energy for something else, why on earth would Jesus, the one who laid down his life, the one who sacrificed his life for our sins, why is it the church, why is it that Jesus is always bumped away? Why is it the church is always I, I, I sort of think of the church in a way to school teacher jobs. You know, every time the government want to make cuts, the poor teachers always get stabbed. Always get cut. I said, boy, if that's not parallel to the church. Something come up. The first place folks usually look. Well, I can I can rob God. I can take this from God. I cannot show up and avail myself to encourage somebody, to exhort somebody. You know, the church can wait. It's going to be all right. Mm. Well, what if everybody adopted that attitude? It's going to be all right and then nobody show up. <laughs> my third point your church family needs you here yeah. Yeah. believe it or not yeah. as cranky as you may think I am I look forward to seeing you <laughs> I really do yeah. Bobby Ray yeah. I look forward to seeing you man see you too. Jeff I look forward to seeing you yeah Believe it or not, I can speak for me. I look forward to seeing you. Amen. Not that, not that I'm trying to borrow anything from you, but you know what? Believe it or not, I truly care about your soul. Amen. And whether you believe it or not, it bothers me when you're not here. That's right. Amen. That's right. It really does. Because all I can think about is, what is that devil up to now? I'm not calling you the devil. I'm talking about the real devil. What is he up to now to steal your soul? And you know, folks are always saying, well, you know how it is. I know you need to be here. I know God's desire and will is for you to be here. Yeah. 
I know there are some who look forward to seeing you even though they may not have ever expressed it verbally. But just to see you walk in and maybe they just smile at you or maybe they just wink their eye at you. You know what? They're letting you know I'm happy to see you. I'm glad to see you holding on. I'm glad to see you fighting this good fight. Yeah. I'm glad to see you haven't given up. Man. We need each other. Man. Sometime when I call to check on people, they immediately begin to apologize to me and make excuses for not being there. Wrong person. Yeah. Wrong person. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to be rude. Wrong person. Yeah. You're not forsaking my instructions. Yeah. It is God who has given this charge and this commandment for us to come together. Man. Because see, whether I believe you are accepted or not, it, 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 I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. That's right. But you need to understand and be clear. Yeah, I will call. Yeah, I will text. Yes, I will email. I might even send you one of my favorite emails. Rosam, my favorite email when somebody don't come. I got a picture of an empty chair. Yeah. That's all that's in the picture. An empty chair. You know what it means. Yeah. You weren't in it today. but the more I come the more you come the more we get to know each other the more we encourage one another don't you know it makes this thing a, a, a little bit easier in dealing with and coping yeah yeah yes it does I come to understand I'm not the only one that ever had that problem I'm not the only one who's going through that situation that's right And we can exhort, we can encourage, we can learn to love and grow even closer in love. Man. Understand that when you receive a call from your preacher or elder or another fellow Christian after missing a Sunday, it's not to chastise you. It's to show you that you're loved. Man. See, the world will lie to you and tell you it cares about you as long as it can get something out of you. Yeah. 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 But see, the love we share as a family, as a church, there are no strings attached. Right. See, even, even when you mess up, even when you come up short, I'm still going to love you. Man. You know why? Because somebody showed that same love. Matter of fact, an even greater amount toward me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't put a condition on you that I was not charged under myself. That's right. That's you need to come to church. Man. We need to know who's on the Lord's side. Yeah. 
Because sometimes if we have step and don't fulfill and be consistent, sometimes Satan can use an imposter, an impersonator. We need to know who each other are. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be afraid to love you in godly love. I shouldn't be afraid. I shouldn't be stressing out having to feel. I need to keep my God up and, and looking at you uh, in the corner of my eye and worrying about whether or not you're going to try to pull something. You know what? When we spend time together, when we worship together, when we dwell together, you know what? I come to know who you are. Yeah. Right. I come to know who I am. That's right. That's right. We all can come to know that we're genuine. Amen. Having said all of that, we have a challenge ahead of us. This is no bad challenge. See, when, when you abide in the vine as you're supposed to abide in the vine, yeah, yeah. things work the way they're supposed to work. Yes, sir. Jesus said, I am the what? True vine. And my father is the husbandman, right? As long as we abide in the true vine, you know what? Things are going to work accordingly. Yeah. We've been proposed. Well, let, let, me, let me put it this way. I don't, don't want to drag this thing out. The Locust Grove congregation has been challenged to match a donation by an anonymous person. The amount we are challenged to match is $12,000. $12,000. An anonymous person has already put the money up. And they said because they like what we're doing, how involved we are, our care and concern for the soul of people and our involvement in the community they want to make that donation. Praise no God. strings attached. Praise God. Now, the person's name is anonymous. That's right. And the condition of it is that they remain forever anonymous. Right. Right. So don't ask my wife because she don't know. Don't ask Brother Tillman. He don't know. I've discussed it with him. But the agreement was with me and that person. Don't ask Bobby. He don't know. Don't ask Kyrie. He don't know. And who it is shouldn't even be a concern. Here's what should be the concern. Are we going to match? Yeah. Are we going to match? We're, we're in the process of, of securing 
Four more acres of land. Wow, isn't that timing so wonderful? Wouldn't that be a wonderful down payment toward the purchase of the property? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if we don't match it, you still ain't lost nothing. That's right. You still walk away with $12,000 free. But let me tell you something. If somebody can behold and look at what we're doing, yeah. and it can impact them, and they can see what we're doing, how much more should it excite us Amen. and motivate us Amen. to want to do even more? I wanted to present that and throw that out there because you know what? The church has a lot to do. There are still lost souls out there. Brother Sam called me, was it yesterday or Friday? He said, I got some good news. Our world Bible study that we have uh, members who are teachers, instructors, Young man that lives over in Hawaii, yeah. who's been a student who signed up a while back, he has acknowledged he's ready to be baptized Amen. as a result of the studying of the lessons and everything. Yeah. This little brother made way over in Hawaii, and the church, that congregation's in Hawaii. That's right. You sound like folks used to say, what if I'm in the middle of the desert and I want to get saved? Yeah. God of St. Philip. Right. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. See, the bottom line is, everything don't have to happen in Locust Grove. Amen. Just think about it. Here we are serving as instruments and, and tools of God that reach way over to Hawaii to touch the heart of somebody mm -hmm. right to now. lead them to Christ. Right now. He won't be the only one. That's right. There will be others. Man. But you know what? The church need to know who's on the Lord's side. Man. The church need some members who are consistent. Yeah. The church needs some members who are committed. Yeah. The church need to know who it has to work with so that we know how far we can go. That's right. That's right. And the church need you. Amen. To be on board. Amen. Just think about it, folks. There's so much more that we can do. There's so much more awaiting for us to do. And we have God on our side. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever barrier, whatever pitfall the devil may choose to try to set before us, we know our God is bigger. Man. We know our God is wiser. We Man. know our God is smarter. Yeah. And we know if God be for us, who should be against us? Amen. That's why you need to not only come to church on Sunday, 
You need to make sure that you are a member of the church. Because see, just hanging around not going to get you saved. But being in the right fellowship, being in the right position is what's going to get you saved. See, I can hang around I can hang around a store or a bank all day, every day. Pay they roll around, they don't cut no check for me. And the same thing, you can show up around here every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Monday. But until you put on Christ, on. until you put on Christ, yeah. Yeah. all that you're doing is of non-effect until you're in the right relationship with God. If you're here today, I stand before you today to say the Locust Grove Church of Christ is where you need to be. I stand before you today to tell you the Locust Grove Church of Christ is where you need to be to feed your soul, to save your soul, and to get you to heaven. I'm standing before you today to say the Locust Grove Church of Christ is the place where you can open your Bible and know without a shadow of a doubt that you've done the right thing in order to be right with God. I'm saying before you today, the Locust Grove Church of Christ is a part of that one body in Ephesians 4. One body, many members, but one body. And this is the place where if you're serious about your soul, if you're serious about serving God and pleasing God, this is the place. Now, if you're looking for entertainment, this is not the place. Man, we only have a few more sunrises in our lives. Man born of a woman of a what? Few days. And you know what? Some for us are closer than we realize. We don't have time for entertainment. We don't have time for playing around. We're trying to prepare people for an eternity. And our souls are going to spend eternity somewhere. Heaven or hell. Wouldn't it just make sense to get yourself right today? Because we don't know where death is. The Lord is our shepherd. We talked about it in Sunday school. I believe he is. I believe he is. I just, I just need some other folks to be just as crazy as I am to believe it too. But you know what? He is. He has always provided and I know he shall always provide. I just see no need or reason for you to sit on the sideline and talk about what you wish you would have done and what you're thinking about you should do 
when the opportunity has presented itself today for you to do it. Amen. What is that? To be saved. Amen. To be added to the one church. Amen. Uh, Brother Jerry, do me a favor. There are two baptismal certificates right there on that uh, CPU unit and all. Bring those to Several weeks ago, Sister Barbara Graham, she made up her mind. She, she studied, she studied, she read, she came to worship, she recognized and realized. I said, Sister Barbara, you know what? You can keep studying all you want to, but one thing I know, these words ain't going to change. They're not going to change. Thank you, sir. Sister Barbara, that's why we're presenting you today. You don't have to get up, I'll bring it to you. Right. I'm that kind of preacher. Right. I'm not going to lose my anointing by bringing it to you. Right. How about that? We want to present you with this certificate. And recognizing that great step in your life. The Amen. most important step you will ever make in your life. Amen. Amen. And just when you look at it, just remember. Just remember. God's love. Yeah. What he did for you and what he did for all of you. Is that all right? And then last week. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. We had Montague. Montague or Beauty. Montague. Come on up now. See, I'm going to make you walk up here. You young. <laughs> you young. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Saint Bank came to the conclusion and recognized, you know what? Even as a young man, yeah. Yeah. he needed a savior. Because young people die too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whether you believe it or not, young people die too. Yeah. Don't, 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 young folks, don't believe that lie talking about you always got time. No, sir. They have funerals all the time for young folks. That's right. Who thought they had time. Yeah. Congratulations, man, on the most important decision you ever make in your life. Man. Even if you get married down the road, don't believe what that preacher said when he said, this is the most important decision. No, this is the most important. That's right. Because That's you right. know what? This goes beyond past marriage in the next life. That's right, man. This is it right here. That's right. So look, you stay faithful, keep coming to church. Yeah. Keep coming to Bible study. Yeah. Learn, man. Because you know what? You're going to need Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Need Jesus. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Man. Just like they made up their minds, you yeah. know what? You can make up yours. Amen. You can sit there and listen to the devil say, well, I need to look at this more. I look at it. The word ain't going to change. Yeah. Acts 2.38 going to say the same thing today. It's going to say the same thing tomorrow. It's going to say the same thing on the day of judgment. 1 Peter 3.21 The life they will learn to baptism doth also now save us. Yeah. Not the putting away of the fifth of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience toward God. It's going to still say the same thing tomorrow next year and on the day of judgment. Yes, you sitting there talking about I got to study this is not going to change what's settled in heaven. Amen. Well, I need to think about, here's my question to you today. 
What is it you need to think about that God haven't already figured out? The Bible teaches us God's will is that every man be saved. Right? That's His will. Well, God figured out a system. And that system was to provide a sin sacrifice. That could be presented on behalf of sinful man. And that sacrifice was his only begotten son, Jesus. So God offered Jesus as a sin sacrifice to allow man to be reconciled back unto God. Because God could not dwell or deal with us because we were in sin. But because of the blood of Jesus, we can be washed. We can come in contact with the blood that cleanses us of our sins, that remits us, that we may be presented unto God in a holy way. Now, if God saw fit and understood the need and the purpose of providing a sacrifice, what do you have to think about? You need something stronger than the blood of Jesus? You won't find it. Amen. Well, I don't know. The bottom line, either you, you, you love him enough to say I'm willing to deny myself and follow him, or I'm selfish and I don't want to serve. Amen. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. That's, that's the only way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if God loved you and me enough to give his only begotten son, yeah. how dare you put him off and say, let me think about it. Mm. What is there to think about that's more important than the blood that Jesus shed on that cross? What can compare to the blood that he shed on that cross? What could you possibly fathom in your thinking that you would have to say, hold up, let me think about it? Right. What could be more important? <coughs> Other than you just saying, I don't want to serve. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> For God so loved the world, yeah. He gave His only begotten Son. Yeah. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but should have what? Everlasting life. Everlasting life. That's the invitation to you today. To become a member of this blood-bought institution called the Church of Christ. This congregation that has no hierarchy among men, but Jesus is the head. Ephesians chapter 5. He's the Savior of the body. He's all in all. He's everything to it. And he's waiting to add you himself into it according to Acts chapter 2 the Lord added to the church daily yeah. Yeah. such should be said the Lord adds no voting no preference no status you know some folk some religions 
Jeff, depending on, you give good, oh, we give you a position. Church belongs to Christ. Amen. Amen. He asks you to do it. Why don't you make that decision today? That's why you need to come to church. But when you're not here, you're missing a blessing. When you're not here, you miss out on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not here, you get left behind. Yeah. Because the church is on the move, folks. And the Locust World congregation is not stagnated and is not going to sit still waiting on you to make up your mind whether or not you're going to serve God or not. All right. We must be about our Father's business. Amen. But we still invite you today to be a part of it. Amen. What's our song, Jerry? 168. 168 is our invitation song. You can make your mind up today like Sister Barbara did, like Montague did, uh, Sydney did a while back. You know what? You can make up your mind today and become a Christian just like they did. And when somebody asks you, why did you do that? You can say, because the Bible teaches one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. And live faithful to be saved. And you can go to the Bible and show them. They can show you a sinner's prayer. They can't show you the morning's bench. Right. But you can show them what Jesus said. Man. Mark 16, 16. Man. You can show them what the apostles taught. That you can go to heaven. 168? 168. 168. Let us together stand. Let us sing. Savior, be me.